do 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 Geeksters, do 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 Geeksters, do 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 Geeksters. Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another thrilling episode. So dim the lights and light the candles, cause it's Geeksters. And welcome to episode twenty-three of the Geeksters. I'm your host Ed, and I'm your host Sean. And tonight we used to start with Sean's weekly purchase, but now it's changed to. Releases of the week. Releases of the week, yay! Because let's face it, no one really cares what I'm buying. <laughs> you know, we should be telling you what you should be buying. <laughs> I have three that came out this week. It's March 5th and it's Tuesday. The, the first one is Wreck-It Ralph. Woo, Wreck-It Ralph. Nice Disney movie. It's uh, kind of like the nerd's dream almost, uh, jumping from game to game. And yes. uh, it's a good story. It's also a very cute movie, too. Yes. You saw it. It was yeah. fun. Yes. Next is uh, Red Dawn. The remake of the 1980s film of... Uh, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze, thank you. And Timothy... It was uh, C. Thomas Howell. Yes. And Aaron, uh, Jennifer Grey was in it. Yes. And who else was in it? A bunch of, uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh, I think, maybe? I don't know. I'm sure someone will correct me that later, <laughs> but... This time it's uh, Chris Hensworth. Thor. Josh Hetcherton. Uh, Hunger, Hunger Games. Yes. Is there Isabel Lucas. Yeah, I don't know her. The Immortals. Uh, okay. <laughs> Again, they do this pretty much, I think, the same movie. I didn't really see it, so I don't know. I haven't seen it yet either. But the things I did know about it was that it was sitting on a shelf for like three years. Yes. It was actually made before Chris Helmsworth became big. I think this was supposed to be like his breakout movie. Mm-hmm. But it, either it wasn't good or they weren't really sure about it because it was really a bunch of nobodies at the time. Yeah. And so now that Thor is a big hit, Hunger Games is a big hit, um, the girl who played Wonder Woman in the TV show, uh, Padalecki, I think her name is. Yes. I don't know if she's related to or married to Sam from uh, Supernatural. Okay. Um, Because his name name is Jared Padalecki. She played Wonder Woman in that short-lived one-episode pilot pilot that we saw. (laughs) (laughs) So I think because now they're all kind of, especially with Thor and Hunger Games being big, it's, hey, look, these two are in a movie. We'll get all the teenage girls to go see it. I don't know if it was any good or not, but uh, maybe we'll have to watch it and give a review. Okay, sounds good. What else came out? And finally, I thought this was interesting. On Blu-ray came out the Nightmare on Elm Street collection. Uh, Okay, I got a call... I, I got a call foul on that because I saw it months ago. Really? Yeah. I mean, either they re-released it or, or just letting people know maybe sales were down that they're now pushing it. Because <laughs> I saw my sister posted it and I was like, I told you about that months ago. I asked if you want me to pick it up for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, uh, they say it's released today. So all, right, well, all, all seven films, one through seven. So yeah. uh, if, you, if you're a Nightmare on Elm Street fan. Get it. Get yeah. it. Because that's, you know, it's the original Freddy. Yes. So, and that's our releases of the week. Oh, well, video games, there was... Oh, big... I'm sorry. There is two video games. <laughs> <laughs> so I forgot about video games. We do the video games because, as well. Because well, video games, I know Sean will be busy for at least, at least a week. He's got a new girl in his life. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the one he's talking about is the first one is Tomb Raider. Yay! So there's two editions that came out. The uh, Xbox 360 version, and that is the Final Hours edition. And then, of course, the uh, PlayStation 3 version... That is the Survival Collector's Edition. Okay, now what's the... Okay, now I have the PlayStation 3 Survival Edition. Yes. Because it came with an 8-inch figure of... Basically, it's an action figure of Lara Croft. Yes. If people who are friends of mine knows I posted a picture of her on, <laughs> on, <laughs> on my Facebook page in a very sexy Titanic pose. <laughs> She's got, you know, articulation. And the company that, that made... I call it an action figure. Mm-hmm. Also, who's done the Batman Arkham Asylum and Arkham City figures? Yeah, 
you know, the high end there for like from a Japanese company. Right. And I gotta say, you know, I'll be honest, the collector's edition for the PS3 cost a hundred bucks. But to me it was worth it because you get the game, mm-hmm. you get a soundtrack to it, right? You get three iron on patches. Yes. You get a lithograph. Right. You get a map. Yes. Double sided map, by the way. Yes. You also get the figure. Now in stores, if you were like a Batman fan, those action figures are like well over like sixty five bucks a pop. Yeah, okay. All right. What else did you get? Oh, and like I said, her her hand, it was funny, her hands come off. Mm-hmm. So you can have like different hands for different grips. And it comes with a shotgun, a pistol, a bow and arrow. And I think that was it with her, her action figure. Okay. Well, it says here it's fully posable figurine with over 40 points of articulation. Yeah. I don't trust me. I'm going to try getting her in all these different poses. <laughs> Some poses that you shouldn't, right? <laughs> I shouldn't. Well, no, we, I look at it this way. Sure, she's short in stature, but just, that just makes everything look bigger. <laughs> and she has four sets of hands, so, you know. <laughs> More to grab with. <laughs> Ew. She's such, she's such a tease, though, because you're playing the game. And you, I mean, okay, I've played it earlier today, so I can give you kind of like a review on the game if yeah. you want. It's a very different style. I mean, I know that they went back to everything you know about Tomb Raider, kind of yeah. take away and throw away, because this, this ain't your... This ain't your daddy's Tomb Raider. Because, <laughs> number one, she's 21 years old. Okay. This is kind of like her first adventure. You know, it kind of plays a little bit like the the Drake series, uh, Uncharted series okay. a little bit. Because it's very, like, I'm, like, going through, like, a jungle. So it's kind of like one, you're over her shoulder, of course. So, you right. know, as a guy, you get to look at her butt the whole time. But it's also <laughs> in positions where, like, if I'm sliding down something, I have to kind of move to the left or move to the right so I don't die. And mm-hmm. there's certain points where uh, I was getting attacked by a wolf. And it kind of zooms in on something. You have to hit a bite. And it's more melee, more action. Right. Instead of, and don't get me wrong, there's still the climbing aspect and tombs and stuff. But... It definitely played a lot different. It looks a lot different too. It looks so good. Uh, I was, I was, from what I've read, it was like kind of like the orange origin story for her. It was like yeah, the beginning and how she started. And now. Yeah, how she first, how she comes to be the Lara Croft that we all know and love. Yep. Yeah, but boy, this boy, those pixels look good. <laughs> <laughs> and also on the video game front, Sim City Limited Edition for the PC came out. I was tempted. I yeah. was tempted to buy. I, every time a Sim City, a Sim anything comes out, I'm always tempted. But I'm not a strategy guy. It's like, oh look, I built a building. <laughs> oh, here's another building. Oh, wait, wait, I have to make a. Fi- uh, here's a fire department. <laughs> now, my question to you is, what's the difference between the Xbox version of Tomb Raider and the PS3 version of Tomb Raider? The the Xbox version is just the game. Really? Yes. So they didn't have like a special tin because I mean she came in a tin and. I had all that no. stuff, and it even got me a because uh, I pre-ordered a bonus tomb that you know, like like, like off the beaten path. Really? No, 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 that came out. Wow. That, so. Oh, another game too on the video game front line too. Uh, Assassin's Creed Four was announced. Really? Yes. Oh, Sean already pre-ordered it. <laughs> it comes out in October. It comes out in October every year. Yeah. But it, you're a pirate. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's like uh, one thing I did like about this Assassin's Creed Three was that you have these you command a naval ship, mm-hmm. and you actually are out in the seven seas, and you have to worry about winds, and you're firing cannons and raiding. You know, it's really cool, pretty badass. Not really so much of an assassin's part. Right. So when I saw them, did they you know are promoting this Assassin's Creed Four? I think it's called Black Pirate or Black. You know, something but you're basically a pirate okay you're in command of a ship and it, graphics obviously look great right you know and it's not like you're always on the ship you do go to port to port you kind of like you're in the caribbean okay 
Now, the question is, I don't know how it's going to tie into the Connor story or, or the Desmond story for those people who know the story of Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. How, if that's going to be another one of Desmond's relatives that he's living through, or if it's another character completely separate from all that, like a, like another branch in this whole thing. Right. In the whole Assassin's Creed universe. Right. I'm looking forward to it. So I was like, ooh, Assassin's Creed. Yay. <laughs> and it, it makes me tune it because now the logo is the, the, the little the A symbol. Right. But where the A kind of branches off, it has like a skull. And I'm like, keep going. That's a bad idea for a tattoo. Yeah. Like, if I want to get a first tattoo, I might go with that to show my geek pride. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> to revisit an old episode. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was the other big news. And also, too, because it's coming out in October, it's on for the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 4. Oh, okay. So, you know, I'm being the geek that I am. I, I put my name on a list to let me know as soon as GameStop knows that they're taking pre-orders for the PS4 to let me know so I can pre-order my PS4. <laughs> right. So, but the thing is, though, it's, number one, bad, I know to get off since we're kind of like the releases, but also kind of newsworthy. Yeah. PS4, not backwards compatible. Really? Yep. It, kinda, it was. Apparently not. Wow. I mean, because I was having this, I saw something online, and I, I'm first on, anything you see online, you already kind of take as half-truth. Right. Could just be somebody just making a statement, talking out their ass. Mm-hmm. But then I went to, when I was talking about it, I was like, I heard it's not backwards compatible. And the guy's like, yeah, I heard that too. You know, he's like, from apparently it's true. Like, it's not like a rumor. Okay. And I'm like, well, that kind of, like, I can understand them not being backwards compatible to a game, let's say, three years ago. Right. But if you've got a game that's coming out, like, today, should be compatible with the PS4. I think at this point, the technology's right. there yeah. to be able to go, yeah, you can play it on both. Because I, because I, I was right away, I was like, well, the game's on pre-ordering for the PS3. If I get a PS4, can I switch that over? I'm like, yeah, sure. I, I highly recommend to pre-ordering games. Right. Because, number one... You nine times out of ten, all you gotta do is put five dollars down, yeah, and then pay it off when you get it. Right. I'm the kind of guy that likes to pay off the game as soon as I pre-order it because I might be broke when the game comes out. Right. So it's one of those things where I, I always kind of, and then you're not scrambling because I was I was out shopping today at a Best Buy, and there was this guy who looked to be about my age. And granted, you know, here we are talking about video games and comics, right? But this guy was running through a Best Buy looking for the limited edition controller for Tomb Raider that comes with the that's for the Xbox. Oh, really? It's your general. It's, it's it's a controller for the Xbox 360. I mean, granted, if you're a big Tomb Raider fan, you're going to buy it. I almost bought it, even though I bought it for, for the PS3. Yeah. You know, but I, everyone can use an extra controller since I do have an Xbox and a PS3. Yeah. But I'm at the end. I'm like, it's just a controller. It's the same buttons. I mean, it looks a little different. It's right. kind of cool looking, but, you know. It's not really worth the. Not really worth it. And I think, but this guy was running around like it was like, oh, my God, it's coming out today. I have to get it. And I'm just sitting there going, dude, why don't you just pre-order it? I mean, yeah. that, that controller's been out for almost, like, middle of last month. Plenty of time Not to get it. Right, yeah. Now you're running around like a mad dog going, I need this controller! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whatever. So, lesson learned is pre-order your shit. Pre-order, and then don't trade in your PS3 if you want to keep playing your PS3 games. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, especially since I did, we did discuss this in an earlier episode where yeah. I put a terabyte into my PS3. Yeah. And I was like, well, what's, what do you think the hard drive capacity be? It's going to be for the new one. The guy's like, it's, at this point, I, no one knows at this point. Okay. But he's like, it's got to be like at least 500 gigs. You yeah. know, I mean, with the way games are nowadays, especially now, if it's not going to be backwards compatible, 
if they want people to download PS3 games on you know through on their, their system, right? on their yeah. system, they got to come out with a bigger hard drive than just like the standard 320 gig or the 120 gig. Yeah. Or and Microsoft too with their Xbox four gig hard drive. Come on, really? Yeah. Like if you have the technology to be able to do all this stuff, you can. If I got a terabyte for my PS3 and it's basically a laptop hard drive, yeah, you should be able to squeeze a terabyte in that thing. I still say that they, I could see a terabyte being in the new PS4. I, I hope so. I mean, you know, that's, that's, I mean, it's the technology is going that direction. You know, Sony does jump ahead sometimes on their, on their equipment because they know this system's going to be at least a five year out yeah. for it. So it's gotta, it's gotta have that something right out the to, gate. Yeah. And, I mean, and I'm, I'm kind of hoping that maybe someone, if they're getting into production or they're producing them now, mm-hmm. I'm really hoping someone's going to go, dude, time out. We got to get this thing backwards compatible. I think that they're, they threw out the information about it being not backwards compatible to see what the feedback's like right and then to help promote sales to kind of go oh no one's going to buy it if it's not backwards compatible quick let's shove it in and then we can promote the hell out of it that it is right and we look like heroes for listening to the people and then we can they can buy it and i'm i'm expecting it's going to be probably in the 400 range yeah yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, is that they really should make it backwards compatible because they're not going to have 100 yeah. titles to launch. No, they're not. They're going to have like five, six. I, like I said, I, I know of two off the bat. Assassin's Creed 4 because I pre-ordered it and Watchdog because yeah. I pre-ordered it. You know? <laughs> you know, again, I pre-ordered them both for PS3, but if, if the PS4 comes out, I'm going to get it for the PS4. You know, why not? Right. Yeah. But I... I'll be honest, my TV only has four HDMI inputs, and they're all used. You know, <laughs> with the Xbox, the PlayStation, Blu-ray player, and the, what do you call it, the Wii. Yeah. Now, granted, somebody can go, well, you can get rid of the Blu-ray player because PS3 would be able to play it. Right. So, I mean, the PS4 would be able to play it, too. Yeah. Because it still has the Blu-ray player in it. But I'm just like, I, I don't want to burn, I, I'm always afraid of burning out my PS3 by playing a movie. Right. Like, if I, because I'm a movie guy, I'd rather burn out a $30 Blu-ray player. Than your than a four hundred dollar PS3. Yeah, you know, definitely. So, yeah, so that's what's out there now, huh? Yep. All right. Well, it's time for a TV review. That's right. Okay. Well, sadly, no catfish, but I did come up with an idea. Yes. To for, to be able to talk about catfish, but it involves the audience. Yes. If okay, everybody here knows we're fans of catfish. So if you know somebody who was catfished, or if you're a catfisher yourself, contact us and we can talk to you. Yes. Because, you know, to say, hey, look, dude, I'm catfishing this guy. He thinks I'm a 25-year-old chick. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's, that's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible, but if you're already admitting that you're, if you're already doing it, why not just, you know, tell us and we'll talk to you. Yeah. Find out why you're doing this. Maybe we will try and get the other party on the air at the same yeah. time and, and confront them if you want to do that. Or, we, you know, we can do it any which way you would prefer. If yep. you just want to talk about it and joke about it. Or if you want to try and confront this person, maybe we will or find a way you, to do that. Or if you're somebody who who's catfishing and want to come clean. Yes. You know, let us contact us and we'll try to hook this thing up. I'm telling you, you and I could be Neve and Max Jr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I want the weird cases. I want the I I want I don't want to be like, oh hi, hi. we were in a ten year relationship. I want, dude. I've been talking to this guy for like three months. He thinks I'm a chick, <laughs> you know. Or I'm a girl, but he thinks I'm a guy. <laughs> but so since there's no catfish, 
for now. Yes. Our other show is King of the Geeks. King, King of the of Nerds. Nerds. King of the Nerds. <laughs> Gotta push that geek word. King of the Nerds. So it's time for Nerds. King of the Nerds. And of course, it's, as you know of last week, those teams got dissolved. So there's no more Team Black Surfy or Team Blue. Thank God. <laughs> These uh, servants of Forsaken Orb or Team Orange, they're all individuals. Every nerd for themselves. <laughs> You'd think if at this point there'd be at least some, you know, asthma spray going through each of those eyes. Oh! You know, every nerd for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Some knockout dragon fights, but no, everyone wants to, wants to get along. So there's the final five. And the final five are? We got Genevieve, we have Ivan, we have Mushige, we have Danielle, and we have... Oh! <laughs> I forget her too. Damn. Oh, I feel so bad. Celeste. Celeste, there you go. Wow, the gamer, pro gamer. <laughs> so they're the final five. So if the first challenge was to... It was basically a physics question. Like yes. if you drop something from a certain height, it was a weighted object through planes of glass separated a certain distance. Right. How many panes of glass would that object break? How many panes of glass would break when that object gets dropped from it from the same height? Right. And they had a few hours to prepare for this, obviously. And they, of course, they went online. They all got laptops to work out these equations and working out the whole thing. <clears throat> now, also, too, like behind the, the kind of like the, the whole storyline is now, even I have to admit, I was rooting for Danielle at the start. Mm-hmm. You know, adorable little pink hair girl. Yeah. Now she's starting to grate on my nerves. So now <laughs> even I want her gone. Like, <laughs> like shh, shh, just, just, shh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which is like, you're cute to start off with, but now you're talking too much, and now I'm starting to get annoyed. Like, just sit there and look cute. <laughs> I know it's sexist, but how many how many of you girls out there are going to be like, I don't care what Chatham Tanning's talking about. Just let me show me those abs. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Magic Mike, I'd watch with the sound turned down. Mm-hmm. You know? Just, is that what you do? That's what I do, yeah. Magic Mike, oh, all right, all right, all right. But with Danielle, I'm just like, shh, just just be quiet. (laughs) But no, she's like, I could do this and I could do that. I'm the shit, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, you need to get off this show now while I still like you. (laughs) To her dismay, she really didn't do much kind of research because she's obviously didn't she, I, I can't really she might have gone to college i don't know but physics wasn't her like major right like you figure out of these five people who would you think going in would have the advantage the advantage mushige right why because she works for nasa she's Eggs. an engineer right exactly you figure right. this one's tailor made for her right celeste she doesn't know because she's a gamer right now yeah, so she's kind of panicking genevieve apparently was homeschooled we found out. Right. It's not her strong suit either. Ivan is also, you know, even though he does probability in gaming, right. not really big on the physics part. Right. <clears throat> so they all kind of do their studying. Uh, Celeste decides to kind of team up with Genevieve a little bit because they're still buddy buddies. Right. You know, they were on the same team. So let's, you know, work together to try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Ivan tries to kind of get M- Mushige to help. Right. She kind of is like. Yeah, dude. Uh, no, you're on your own. Yeah, Cause, you know, because she's like, I'm in the clear. This is, I know this shit. Well, actually, I, I kind of got away with that. The fact that he wasn't really asking the right questions to help, have her help. He was just kind of talking to her to like, kind of fishing for information. He was catfishing for help. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he was being kind of passive aggressive and saying, you know, trying to hopefully maybe she'd volunteer help. 
right. rather than him going, can you help me? Yes. You know, and the Danielle kind of, I, I almost say she kind of gave up going in though. Like she decided to watch, she, she went on the internet to kind of Google the kind of the idea. Right. And she got like My Little Pony, My Little Pony videos and 911 conspiracy people. Right. The connection being, if you people say that the towers blew up, they were they were rigged to blow, and that's yeah. the reason why they fell straight down rather than over Out, outward. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're not going to get into that. Right. That's where people were trying to explain. That's where she was getting her information from, like how the physics of that works. Right. So you know, they have like two hours or five hours. I think, I think it was two hours for it. Two yeah. hours to kind of prep and get ready for this kind of thing. Oh no, I'm sorry. They had like all oh, night. Oh no, they had yeah, the trick they did have an all day. He because... was she was up till three in the morning trying to figure this out. Right. And um, you know so the next day comes and they got these little you know, a couple balls there a couple was a, towers a with the glasses, paints going down the tower and then the one was one eight, like I think an eight pound ball, one was a six pound ball and then they stuffed pig. The stuffed pig twelve pounds. Okay. Yeah. I think I remember, 15, but... It might have been 15, but a 15-pound stuffed pig. Yes. And then uh, then the panes of glass, and the one thing that... One thing none of them factored in was the the thickness of the glass. Right. You know, and that kind of threw up... Every, it kind of threw off everyone's numbers in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, and the point system was if you got it on the nose, if you, if you guessed correctly... Yes. You got a point. Right. If you guessed incorrectly, depending on how... Whatever number you were off by, you got subtracted that point. Yes. For example, if I said... I, at two panes of glass and it was two, I get a point. But if I say four panes of glass, I would lose two points. Yes. That's kind of how it worked. Ivan and Danielle, pretty much right right from the get-go, were good. Yes. Uh, Celeste and Genevieve, who had basically almost the same numbers, were not good. Yes. But Moo... Yeah, she was way off. She was way off. And I think that's because her math was off because she didn't count the panes of glass. Right. The thickness. Yeah. You know, because she was off by like, I think she was off by like two the first round. Well, she ended up with a negative three after the whole competition was done. Right. And Ivan was at an, a one. Mm-hmm. Um, Celeste and Genevieve, I think, at some point, did kind of break off in their thought patterns. Yeah. Because at, at some point, they really, I think they just started guessing. Yeah. They went, oh, well, I was wrong with three because it was actually, you know, two. So now I'm going to either overcompensate or, un- or start undercompensating. Yes. You know, and lo and behold, out of all the people that wins this challenge, it's Danielle. Yes. So she gets immunity. So ev- all these other four are going, damn, we were kind of hoping to win so we can all vote Danielle off into right. the challenge. But because she won immunity, not only did she kind of rub it in their faces that she got all this, you know, all this information from watching My Little Pony and 9-11 conspiracies, but that she also felt bad for beating Moo, who's a NASA engineer. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> and knew herself did feel bad too. She's like, I got to redeem myself. Yeah. So she did what I thought was a very noble gesture. She told everybody she wants to be put into the nerd off. Yes. The final final thing because she felt like she needed to redeem herself. Yes. And in some ways too, if she couldn't get this, she's got no right to be on the show. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Especially you know now everybody's going. Well, how did you put it? You know, be having a NASA job and her math's all off. <laughs> Oh, I just imagine her being at the thing. Like, when she goes back to that job, every, you know she's going to get busted on. Oh, yeah. You know, the first thing people are going to be doing is give her math tests. <laughs> <laughs> or, hey, Moo, if I drop this penny from this high onto this glass, how many? How how high do I have to drop it? You just know <laughs> that the guys at NASA and the girls at NASA are going to be busting her ass big time. Right. You know, so she wanted to redeem herself. Yes. So, and then it came down to who do you want to get rid of next? Mm-hmm. Now, this is where it gets shady as far as I'm talking about backbiting and backstabbing. Right. Because Danielle has all the power because what, what wound up happening, I think, was... She was able to select yeah, the other nerd to go to the nerd off. Right. That whoever gets me 
community now gets the power to figure out who the other nerd would compete against. Mm -hmm. So right away, Danielle's head swells up big because she's got all the power. Right. It's now, let's kiss Danielle's ass. Right. And she really just, again, cute pink hair girl, but, oh, man, that, <laughs> she just, just, I'm all this and I'm all that. And also, because she won the challenge, she had this nice dinner. Yes. That was prepared by a guy who uses um, science to cook food. Right. And she was able to bring somebody, and she brought Moo. Right. I think partly because she's close to Moo, but also because Moo volunteered to be in the nerd off. off. right. Kind of like a last meal kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case. And, of course, Danielle was saying that she wants Moo to win. Who do you think we should put, put up against? And it was Danielle wanted to put Celeste. Because it was basically... She wasn't in a nerd-off before. She's never been in a nerd-off. Genevieve's been already been in... It basically, she was, she was either on the fence about Genevieve or Celeste. Mm -hmm. She was leaning towards Celeste because she's never been in a nerd-off. She's also a professional gamer. So is Danielle. So it's, a, it's the throne of games, not the throne of science. Right. So she figured she'd try to get rid of somebody that's on her same level playing field. Right. You know, sound reasoning. Yes. <clears throat> but then, so she, and, and again, to Danielle's credit, and I appreciate, I, I, I always like the amorability of a person that sit there and go to somebody's face and say, I'm going to basically put you in the nerd off. And right. this is why. And, and just in life, I, pr I appreciate that more. Yes. <laughs> so she basically told Celeste, I'm going to put you in the nerd off. Against well, actually, she, she was contemplating Janelle. She was, well, Genevieve. Uh, Genevieve, sorry. Yeah. Ge Genevieve. And after talking to Genevieve. Cel well, actually, she started to talk to Celeste first. Yeah, Celeste was last. No, she wrote Celeste a note. Yeah, she, then, then, then Celeste talked to her. Uh, we get well, to confront her about it. Yes. Again, very admiral trait. But in the beginning, it was, I'm talking to Celeste, and I said, I'm going to tell Genevieve. But then she pulled Genevieve and Ivan in. Right. And that's where he kind of had like this little kind of godfather moment. Yes. Where, you know, that's where they were walking into the next room, and that's where Danielle looked at the throne of games and realized, maybe I should pick a gamer rather than... Because she was going to tell Genevieve right to her face, I'm putting you in. Right. And then as she was going in, that's when she kind of reconsidered. Yes. And Genevieve flat out threw Celeste under the bus. Yeah. I mean, definitely. you couldn't have got... I mean, it was more devious than anything. It was like... Oh. And they were like friends to the whole Bestest thing. Bestest of friends. Yeah. I mean, I could see the two of them in a Disney movie. <laughs> like, best friends, best friends. I like the fact that it's bestest of friends. You are bestest of friends. It'd be like, especially with Genevieve, because she's all light, happy, shiny person. Yeah. And it's, oh, we're bestest of friends. I could see her being animated in a whole Disney world or basically just a human going, la, 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 as the bluebird lands on her finger and she sings to the bluebird, what a pretty bluebird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what's that, my bluebird friend? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to burn out Celeste and throw her under the bus? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Times like this, we were on video. <laughs> that whole back and forth with a bird. <laughs> well, someone can animate it now. <laughs> so, basically, Celeste, Genevieve throws Celeste under the bus. I mean, it was like, not only did she throw under the bus... The bus hit her once, backed, backed her over, up. hit her again, and just to make sure, backed up again. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem was is that Danielle kind of agreed with that theory yes. and was going to tell Celeste to her face, but it was already too late, and I think Celeste already went to bed. So Danielle wrote Celeste a note, basically. Right. And you see her dot in the eyes with little hearts. <laughs> <laughs> basically coming out and saying, hey, look, I, you know what? I thought about it. I'm going to put you into the nerd off. Right. 
And that got Celeste all like, you know, like all upset. And Daniel thought that Celeste was going to probably avoid her for the rest of the day. But instead, to Celeste's credit, basically walked over and said, hey, what the hell's with this note? Yeah. I thought you said it was going to be Genevieve. And Danielle basically said, and Celeste turned it around. Yes. She made herself cry. <laughs> <laughs> It was great because she basically was in the confessional saying, I had to turn on the waterworks. You know, well, you know, just because Genevieve's been in the, you know, the nerd off three times already and, and she's won, so she's probably the biggest. Why you up? <laughs> well, Celeste is off in the corner. <laughs> yes, I know. She's going to go into the nerd off. You know? <laughs> So then, you know, the big whole vote kind of thing's going on. And the host, Curtis and Bobby, right. they both basically say, by unanimous decision, Mushige is going to go into the nerd off. Right. And she was like, yep. And he was like, well, why did you vote for yourself? And she basically said, I, I need to redeem myself. Right. You know, again, admiral trait, but you really want to do this this late in the game? Right. <laughs> and then it was, okay, well, let's see who Danielle voted for. And he turned around, and it was Genevieve. Yes. And it was like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, she, she was she was trying to state the fact that she she liked to tell him up front, but she didn't have time. And Yeah, this is where she kind of did. Like, I was I wanted to tell this person face-to-face, but I didn't have time because of the voting. And this is the reason why I voted for that person. And then they turn around, Genevieve, dun, dun, dun. You know? And Genevieve, you would have thought, she was like, la, 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 la. And the bird flew away. <laughs> Because the next thing was the diary, and she was just crying and unauditable. Oh, my God. It was the crying and the two. Diary. Diary. But what was, to me was even funnier was the fact that she made a comment on how Celeste couldn't, Genevieve herself was able to be more, you couldn't read the expression on her face. Yeah. Like she was, you know, and there she is. The birds won't sing to me now. You know? So the challenge is... The is nerd off was... The nerd off was, they had to stack... Up to 10 feet with objects that were nerd-based, which is like Rubik's Cubes, books, uh, video game systems... Video games, video uh, games. rulers, yep. uh, game cartridges, Yes, and they had to get to 10 feet, and the first one to get... In 10 minutes. In 10 minutes. So the first one to get to 10 feet won. But if by 10 by ten minutes were up, whoever was closest to 10 feet won. Yes. And you had the ability to... You had a Nerf gun. Yes. To knock off the other player's tower. Right. Like if I thought Ed's tower was bigger than mine, I could take a shot at it. You know, hopefully knock it down. <laughs> Which in the beginning, I thought that's kind of bad form. That you, yeah. either, you either have the ability to do it yourself... In your own ability and not have to go pull the gun and start shooting down another person. You style. know, I just thought of this now, though. Why did, you know, why did you just throw the Nerf gun? Uh, you know what? That's a good point. You <laughs> know? didn't stipulate that. But yeah, there was no rule. Just, you know, you have to use a Nerf gun. <laughs> <laughs> so they start stacking. Boom, 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 yep. boom, 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 Stack, 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 stack. Moves up to a healthy start. Yeah, they, well, they, they were close neck and neck. They got just about six feet. Genevieve's tower falls a little bit, so that the top of it anyway, because she stacked these paperback books, and that was not a good idea for it, because it was yeah, like the, four feet, and then that's where it fell over. Yeah, so so then they're they're, they're going, they're going, bing, 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 and you're thinking, oh, Moose got this down pat now. Right. And then all of a sudden, so start, I mean, Genevieve starts getting higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. And she was at 10, almost at 10 feet. She was at almost 10 feet, and she did what I thought was kind of an ingenious thing. She took two rulers, and then at the ends of the rulers, she kind of made like a block with like two video game cartridges. Two old Nintendo yeah, cartridges. Yeah, Nintendo cartridges. I was like, blow on it, blow on it. 
<laughs> It'll work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then she was, and it was on top of a, a, a Sega Genesis. Yes. So she was trying to angle it so that, you know, it would be, instead of just individual things, it would just be kind of like one big tower to hit the 10-foot mark. Right. And so Moo is seeing this, so she grabs the Nerf gun, and I was like, no! But at this point, you, you know, you it's gotta do doing, you got to do yeah. something. So right. she starts taking her pot shots, bing, 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 at the at the tower, but she's hitting other game cartridges. So the bullets just the Nerf Personal. bouncing off, bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Or for Ed, boom. <laughs> You know, so when as Moose taking her shots, she she was kind of standing on a ladder at one point. And she figured she'd go down lower, right? And she takes a couple of shots, and she's like, "It's not doing anything." But as she turns, her tower falls completely, completely over. Yeah. And there was like three minutes left, I think. Yeah. At this point, out of the ten, so it was like oh, crap. And Genevieve's tower was a little wobbly. Yes. So then moves back to boom, 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 boom. So she starts stacking shit on top of shit. Right. Not caring now it was just speed and hope. Pray to God that in three minutes' time I'm taller than Genevieve. Right. You know? Exactly. And with ten seconds left, you know, Genevieve's still trying to position this thing. She even actually took part of the tower off to try to reposition things for a better base because it was wobbly. Yes. Because with the wind and all, and time came up and Genevieve was about a half foot taller half than foot Moose. Tall, yep. So Moo had to go home. The NASA scientist got kicked off by the Disney princess. <laughs> And, you know, and, and to Danielle's, I mean, Genevieve's coming over to, you know, to high-five everybody for winning and stuff. And Danielle was like, now you know why we're all afraid of you kind of thing, which was admirable. But then they cut to Danielle and the, the, the whole thing saying that if she was doing this thing, excuse my lamic, I'd rape the shit out of it. Yeah. And, I which, built Legos when I was a kid. And, and I, I played I'm shit. saying, number one, okay, they, they bleeped shit, but they didn't bleep rape. <laughs> but I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> You know, but it was just the whole ar- the arrogance of her to sit there and say, I would have done better when, you know what, you should just keep your mouth shut because this whole challenge had nothing to do with you because you had, you had an immunity. Right. So, you know what, who cares if it was, you, shut your mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sit there and twirl your pink hair and watch my, my Little Pony videos. You know. <laughs> so now it's down to the final four. And now next week is going to be the big finale. Woo. So who do you now? Right now, out of the four, out of the four, who do you think is going to take it? You got Ivan, the D and D guy, right? You got Danielle, who basically is a blogger about video games. Yes, uh, Celeste, the professional video game mm-hmm. player, and Genevieve, who I don't, does she have any particular skills? She's a comic book aficionado. That's the, yeah. the big thing I've got of. She's like also like Alana uh, in terms of Batman. She was a big Batman fan, but to comic books in general, right? And she has like general knowledge of a lot of things. So for her, it's kind right. Of like, she's she's like how did uh, I think Danielle put it last week? Well, Genevieve knows a little bit about a lot of stuff. Yes. Which is which is dangerous. Yes. You know. So out of those four, who do you think is going to take it? Wow, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I would say the the one I think would probably end up going home. Well, this is a do or die situation. Next week says the finale, so it's going to be. It really depends on the on the challenge, but I mean, I I mean. Okay, so at this point, if it's a video it, game, it's trying to be politically correct here. No, no, I'm just I'm just <laughs> I'm playing to their strengths. I'm trying to figure okay, out. Okay, you're trying to analyze it, right? I don't think I, uh, Ivan has a shot. 
Really? Yes. I think his his time is done. All his shtick that he has, and he's done with whatever. I mean, unless it's a challenge like the match game or something where it's you know where it's it's an even playing field for everybody. Yeah. But if it's a video game challenge, you're going with the pro gamer Celeste, right? I mean, you know, because I mean, every through the whole a, series, there's little comments that were made that Celeste has been beating everybody in the video games. Right. They haven't had really a video game challenge yet. Right. So I mean, know? that's that's a good possibility. Though I mean, I really can say Danielle could turn this out because she is a World of Warcraft player so she's played hours and hours of online playing so right. it depends on the game too. So really so you're saying it depends on the final challenge. Right. Okay who do you think now going in is favorable for you? For favorable? Yeah. I would have to go with either Celeste or Danielle. Okay. Now, in your gut, who do you want to win? Who do I want to win? Celeste. All right, fair enough. Because she's I, the one that gave me the least, least agenda of the whole thing. Oh, you're the one that, you're the one, she, you like her the most out of a group of people you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. You're the, she's the one I hate least. Yes. <laughs> she annoys me the least. So. Um, huh. What about you? See, I gotta be honest, obviously I've been pushing for Danielle right. this whole season, so, but I gotta be honest, I, now with her mouth in her mouth, I, I don't want her to win. I'm, I'm pushing for Ivan. I want Ivan to win. Because we haven't really, the only strength we've seen him do is the whole uh, role play thing. Yeah. The cosplay thing. So we don't really know what he does. He's kind of like, you I think he's kind of more like uh, Genevieve. He's got a lot of knowledge, little knowledge and a lot of things you know so i think he's like an even playing field with them but i'd say if it's a challenge that it's like any nerd can do it's just like well see now okay and i also think as far as like to go back as far and wing odds i think since you know it's coming down to these four people i think that they're out of the 11 people there's four left so that leaves seven 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 people unaccounted for yeah i think that they're going to do the old bring everybody back and they have to do like what might what might be one of those things where they split the four people into two groups. Yeah. Like two in each group. And then have the other people come back to work on a group thing. Right. And whoever wins that group now becomes the final two and the other two are out. That's a good possibility. Because I know there's going to be at least another challenge that somebody's going to kick off before the final. Right. I I think that's a given. And I think what they're going to do is they're going to say, let's say Genevieve and Celeste would team up against Ivan and Danielle. Mm -hmm. like, Or they picked at random. So it might be like Ivan and Celeste or Ivan and Genevieve. Yeah. To do a nerd off challenge, and whoever loses that challenge, they're both gone. So it becomes the responsibility of like if Ivan pulls his weight, and let's say Genevieve doesn't, they lose because of Genevieve. Okay. Yeah, you know, both of them. I, I mean, I don't, I don't really think there's going to be a team competition like you're right. Well, see, but proposing, I, I think it's going to be the four individuals. The top two are going to be the last two, and the other two are going to get kicked off right away. Well, I, I, well, I, cause I, okay, well, because I still think that they're going to bring everybody back, and they're going to have the final vote. I, I think, just, I, I think, I think it's. Gonna... I don't think it's a voting because it's not, it's not really. I mean, other than voting them into the nerd off, there really hasn't been like you know like. Or, or well, yeah, I guess, or unless they bring everybody back and they get to vote who they think the last two people should be. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, it's, it's there's so many possibilities there, that it could be right. I mean, I just think that you've had so many good personalities on the show as far as from funny. Too super annoying. Yeah, that you don't want to have them on for like one episode. Like, like, wouldn't you like to see on a personal level, Alana come back to try to get one last dig in Genevieve? Yeah. So why keep her off the show, right. especially for the last episode? Right. But I mean, it's just saying it's, there's only it's uh, the team competition. It's only throwing me off only because it's only one winner. 
It's not like, you know, it's like groups, you know. Well, like, yeah, but I, I, I've seen competitions where they've brought back the other winner, especially for, like, like a show like Face Off, mm-hmm. where you need a team of people. So you get to pick your team right. to help with the challenge because it's bigger than, it's supposed to be the grand finale of challenges and you shouldn't be able to do it by yourself. Right. So they might have, like, that moment where, you know, even though it's king of the nerds, we're all nerds together yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I think that they're going to say that no matter what our differences are, we are still nerds and we should be proud of that fact. So now as teams... Yeah, but I'm also thinking too, the fact is is that it's an only hour episode. Right. So it's not like they're, they're not going to have time yeah. to get really That's a good point. everybody acclimated into it because it's all, they're going to have to come in and go. You know, like yeah. whatever it is, you're all here now. Here's the challenge. You've got two hours or whatever, and boom, put it together. And then, you know, it's like, and then there's cause that fighting and anima, you know, anonymity or whatever, uh, the, 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 the problems with each other, you know, right. still come out because they're still together. But it's, it's like, who knows? I mean, <laughs> you'd be the last one be like, okay, nerds, you, you, uh, what do you call it? Obstacle course. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out. I gotta say, I'm, I would like to see Ivan win, take the whole thing. Okay. I kind of was always like, he's always to me, seemed to be like an decent guy throughout the whole thing yeah i mean i, I do like ivan you know i do like to see the nice guy win yeah you know but i, I mean i'm thinking if it's a gaming challenge it's definitely going to be celeste you know like okay. i said it, it could be a challenge that it's not a gaming at all yeah and they're just it's an even playing field for all four of them it's gonna be something none of them have anything to do with right so that's, that's, that's a physical challenge exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Rizzo. I, I got to call to attention, though. <laughs> that is such a cold opening. We basically had to take a little break there for a second there, people. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that you just kind of came back. So anyway, like I, we just <laughs> got the laugh and started. People were going to go, what do you think happened? <laughs> we had it to pause. E- editing. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> so anyway, to the news. <laughs> so now it's time for nerd news. Nerd news, nerd news. Let's all talk about nerd news, nerd news, nerd news. Here's Ed with the news. <laughs> Our first article of the day. No, the President Obama makes a major sci-fi mistake at a press conference. <sighs> okay, I... <laughs> Again, I got to call attention to. Really should get more pertinent news. I think this was out last week. <laughs> Probably was, but it, I just saw it today, and it interests me to uh, propose it to you guys. Okay. So, thing. so he said, "Those people around the world." <laughs> Somehow, even though most people agree that I'm being reasonable. The fact that they are the Republicans don't take the deal that they should somehow do a Jedi mind meld. Ooh. <laughs> it's a way to uh, screw up two uh, franchises. See? No, I don't think he did. You know what uh, I mean? uh, He already knows that J.J. Abrams is in charge of Star Trek and Star Wars, and he's shown his solidarity by, by standing behind the man who's joining the two warring frank, uh, sanctions together as one. <laughs> he's a peacemaker that's what he's doing I'm going to use Jedi mind meld <laughs> and I, you know what I'm going to say I don't blame him I blame his script writer his speech writer I think he was free, free balling that one uh, free balling it yeah. I'm the president free balling oh yeah look at me I'm swinging my junk in my suit all free balling send those commandos out nope don't have to they're right here that's me going commando <laughs> yes President Obama sounds like Barry White oh yeah <laughs> free balling also another news article 
confirm. Hell, you're just gonna cut me off like that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> okay, what's next? Confirmed. Halle Berry will be Storm in the Days of Future Past X Men. Big freakity do. <laughs> uh, you know what? I got. I'm so annoyed with her. Really? Yeah. I mean, number one, she was in X Men number one. Mm-hmm. Everyone liked her. Mm-hmm. She was in X Men number two, not as big as in X Men number one. Right. She bitched about it that her part wasn't big enough. Yeah. So she left the franchise to go do that piece of shit Catwoman movie. Well, she was in X three, wasn't she? No, she wasn't. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She was. Yeah. You sure? Yes. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. We'll watch it. We'll have to watch it because I don't think so. Quick, go over there now. <laughs> <laughs> You're closer to the. All right, hold on. X-Men Trilogy. It's over here. X-Men Trilogy. Right here. I'm pulling it out. X-Men Trilogy. There she is. On the box. And then open it up. You're back. I'm back. X-Men Last Stand. Son of a bitch she is. Oh, it includes a digital copy, too. I'll have to check to see if mine does. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, her part, see, okay, I'm just going to defend my case even more. She's in X-Men 3. Her part's even smaller than in X-Men 2. <laughs> so she bitched about it. And she didn't get any anyway. You know, she didn't she, get her way. She didn't get her way, so then she goes and makes that piece of shit Catwoman movie. Yes, I said it twice because that's how bad it is. The only thing good about that movie was her in that outfit. Then what happens? She falls off the face of the earth as far as acting, as far as any big movies are concerned. Right. And she was in, she was just recently in that Cloud Atlas movie. Yes. Which no one saw. Now she's coming out with that that movie called The Call. Yes. Which is produced by WWE. So obviously someone's either scraping the barrel as far as acting gigs or WWE Entertainment has cranked up their decision to make uh, movies. And now, oh, look, I'll be Storm again. Like, she's doing us a fucking favor. I already, see, that's how important she was in the third one. I completely forgot she was even in it. So, well, there you go. Big fucking deal. (laughs) <laughs> I wonder, you know what the only way I'll be impressed if she sports the mohawk ah yeah if she comes out because it's supposed to be the future yeah you know if this is her Halle Berry storm in the future that she's sporting the mohawk and married to Black Panther wow I mean granted now that the divorce in the comic books but you know I hate to spoil it for everybody in case no one knows but you know that's the only way I'll be impressed I'll be impressed with the writers and have, have, have her sporting the mohawk there you go I'd like to see that. There. That'd be interesting. <laughs> in other news, guy in Batman costume, Capture Thief, delivers to PlayStation. <laughs> okay. I've been trying to avoid this story because yeah. I was hoping you'd bring this one up. <laughs> so, uh, so where was he from? He's he, People of London fear not the Dark Knight. The masked vigilante who kept silent to watch over them ensured their safety. On February 25th, West Yorkshire police got a, quite a surprise when a, a caped crusader himself marched into a local station, a 27-year-old in tow. The subject has been charged with handling stolen goods and fraud offenses. According to the police, however, the identity of Batman himself remains unknown. I, okay, so from the snippets that I was able to peek at, yeah. he pulled the Batman. He dropped the guy off in front of the cops, 
and then poof, disappeared. <laughs> kind of like ran off at the night. He's like, what's over there? And he ran off. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> He's like, oh my God, look over there. But Okay, now have you, you're going to have to, your mission mm-hmm. is to post that article on our Geeksters page. Yeah. Because have you seen what this guy looks like? Yes. He's, it, it's it's a frumpy Batman. Yes. Which, which again, kind of makes you feel bad for the criminal. That, dude, you get caught by a frumpy Batman. <laughs> it's not even like a cut, ripped guy in a mask. It's the damn near close to a 70s style version of Batman suit. Gut and everything. At least it wasn't a tight suit, you know. Right. But it was just like, dude, you got caught by Batman. And I got I to gotta say, what do you think is going through, we have to call him Batman because no one knows his real name. Yeah. What do you think's going through his head? He's patrolling. He's patrolling the neighborhoods. Simple. Hello. I'm Batman. Hello, mate. I'm Batman. <laughs> Hello. What's up? Do you think he does? Oh, you think he did the voice? Oh, I'm Batman. Hello. Hello. I'm Batman. That would be great. I hope there's a video of this. I'm Batman. We gotta find Hello. it. There is. Hold right there. <laughs> and then just think he's out patrolling the neighborhood, which okay, noble. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they're, they have, I think, strict gun laws there, so it's not like he's going to get shot, I don't think. Right, they don't actually, police don't carry guns unless it's uh, deemed necessary. Right, so, and he captures a bank robber, and it ain't Catwoman. <laughs> you know he's hoping that he's, if he dresses up long enough as the Batman, that somebody's going to start trying to, become, like, there's going to be a, a girl burglar out there who's going to have a Batman fetish, who's going to start dressing like Catwoman. Catwoman, right. The problem is, though, is the guy, it's not, like, the Batman we all want. It's it's not the Batman. It's not the hero you want. It's the, it's the hero you get. Like, <laughs> it's the frumpy I'm Batman. I'm all you got. <laughs> I'm it, mate. <laughs> Stop right there, mate. <laughs> Oh, you say, don't rob that bank. Let's go down to the pub and grab a brew. A <laughs> 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 nice, long, warm lager. Yes. <laughs> pip, pip, cheerio. <laughs> Dude, how come you sound more like Alfred than you do Batman? Well, you know, I'm from, I'm from just down the road. <laughs> All right, so what we got next? Forget John Carter. Here's our first sci-fi box office bomb of 2013. They're considering Jack the Giant Slayer as a bomb. Oh yeah, I heard that. They were they're estimating a, in the low range of 30 to 35 million for the opening weekend, and only made 28. You know, I gotta say that doesn't bode too well for the X-Men movie. Yeah. Because it's Brian Singer. Yeah, they put his name all over at every commercial. Right, and you know, but you know, is it's it's. The guy who brought you X-Men, X2, they don't talk about Superman Returns. Yeah. <laughs> no, they forgot that one. <laughs> oh, no, we don't know what you're talking about. You know? I, yeah, I just, it doesn't, I heard that, and then it's funny, I saw someone post that they didn't like, that they liked, they liked Jack the Giant Slayer, mm-hmm. and they didn't like John Carter, which is funny, because you and I loved John Carter. Yes. Like, we thought it was a great movie, yeah. and we almost feel bad that we slammed it so much off, you know, before we had the podcast. Yeah. And then when we sat down to see it, it was like, holy mackerel, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> you know, I mean, and Jack the Giant Slayer, I was, I wanted to see, but there was nothing really drawing me to it. No. It was no. like. I was, I was thinking, well, I'll definitely catch it on DVD I, when it comes out. I I'll mean, rent it or buy it. I do go every weekend to the movies with my father on a Sunday. That's mm-hmm. our Sunday thing. And it was the release date. And my dad asked, hey, so we're going to go see Jack the Giant Slayer? And I was like. Yeah. We opted to go see Silver Linings Playbook because it was still in theaters because they're still push, pushing it because of the Oscars. Right. And I got to say, I was, I'm was i glad I went to see it because I thought it was a great movie. You know, I'm glad to see Mystique won the Oscar for it because yeah. she was really, really good. But yeah, I mean, it was either a movie that's been out for months now or Jack the Giant Slayer. Yeah. A whole 3D spectacular directed by a guy who I do like as a director. Yeah. I just was like, eh. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll they'll probably do something like that on Once Upon a Time or something. Well, speaking of X Men, blaming the X Men for <laughs> for the problems. We're going to have to wait for her to see Hobbit 3. Really? Yes. Apparently, the original release date was July 18th of 2014. For the final Hobbit movie. For the final Hobbit movie. But now they pushed it back to December 15th of 2014 because they didn't want to compete the two movies together because they didn't want a like debacle in terms of the nerds going to see which movie. They're going to see The Hobbit 3 or they're going to see Days of Future Past. See, this, this, to me, that's just... Well, number one, I'm going to say it this way. So far, I think the first three, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, they were all released around Christmas time. Yeah, so I thought they were going to be released once yeah. a year. You know? So why would you want to do that a summer release for that movie for the final? Why not just... Stick with the plan, go every year for the holidays to go see a three-hour fest of midgets running around. Fake midgets running around. <laughs> fake midgets running around. You know, with a crappy, with the world's worst wizard. <laughs> and and it's going to be the movie that no one really knows or cares about because the second part's going to have the whole dragon part. Yeah. And the third part is supposed to be like the movie that's basically being created from the notes of Tolkien. Yeah. And, you know, like... Like they sat around and went, okay, well, this was going to be a story, so let's see if we can make it one. Right. So we can make three hours out of this. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> so like the third one's going to be one that no one's ever really read or seen. Right. And it's like, well, just put it out in December like you normally would. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to put it out in the middle of the summer anyway? And then I always get kind of irritated too. It's like, well, there's enough out there for everybody. This is the problem with Hollywood, mm -hmm. is that the only care about it is opening weekend numbers. Yeah. Like back in our day, yeah. You had a theater and there wasn't things there was no internet. There was no, you know, like if you wanted to see a movie that was out on that was out in the theaters, you had to wait for T V. Right. You know, like the ABC movie of the week. Right. So now, like, you know, because I remember seeing the very first Superman with Christopher Reeve. And there was like a line down the street and up the corner. Like mm -hmm. there was lines. And if it was sold out, you had to come back tomorrow to get tickets. Right. Nowadays, it's like all they care about is that opening weekend with midnight releases, marathons, playing it on three or four different theaters. Right. And that, so they can open up and go, we were number one in the box office. Yeah. You know, well, okay, what about having a longevity? Like, right. Like, why can't it go two, three months? Yeah. Why constantly you... playing and, you know, constantly promoting it. Right. You know, put, you know, if you're so proud of that work, you should be promoting it more. Right. Instead of just worrying about opening weekend. Because, because what happens is if the opening weekend sucks, mm -hmm. you know, I guess what they, I guess maybe the logic is we know that nine times out of 10 the movies that we're putting out are shit. Mm -hmm. So we can get everybody packed in the movie theater at one time, and everybody wants to say it's a piece of shit. We don't care because no one's going to see it the following week. We already have our money. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's such an odd thing. Like, you know what? I'd rather see the X Men than the third Hobbit movie anyway. I mean, <laughs> from from just basically from how I feel about my impressions on the first Hobbit movie. Yeah, I sure as hell can wait to see the third one. Right. Right, you know, definitely. I was so disappointed and let down that The Hobbit, the the Journey one. And it comes out in two weeks on DVD, on Blu-ray. Yes. You know, which, again, you hear here, folks, I did not like that movie, but I will be buying it on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a sucker. I did want to point out, though, that it did have a budget of $190 million. And then on top of that, it's an estimated budget. And on top of that, they have $80 million more in marketing for J Giant, Jack the Giant Slayer. Okay, so was, how much was the budget? Uh, 190 was estimated. Estimated. So yeah. let's bump that up to... So you're looking at about $170 million. Mm-hmm. $180 million. $180 million. Plus the, the... Another 80 on top of that. So it's $260 million. $260 million that they pumped into this movie that they have to make back. Yeah. Because those people who promoted it, that they shelled out the... It, 
almost $80 million to, to promote, they need to get paid. Right. Hey, look, it's not our fault that your movie was a piece of shit. Right. You know, or n- nobody saw it. Pay us. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the reason why I think, like, like, I know Kevin Smith got slammed when he did the Red State tour, mm-hmm. that he basically promoted and pushed his movie himself because he, his logic was Red State cost $4 million to make. Right. If I have to hand that off to somebody who's going to try putting $20 million into marketing, now that movie has to make above and beyond $24 million. Right. To pay off everybody. Yeah. But I can just do it myself through social media or take it out on tour to create a buzz. Right. And have it. And by the time it did hit video, not only did it make its $4 million, so everybody got paid, but it actually cleared money. Mm-hmm. People like you never, like it's funny. Like I remember the industry slamming that concept and slamming him for bad mouth in the process. Mm-hmm. But no one followed up by saying actually the money the movie made money because of that process. Right. You know, it just strikes me as odd because it's all about like oh about us. Yeah. Hey, what do we got next? Little known sci-fi fact: Why Tron's FX got snubbed at an Oscar? Oh, you so know what back I mean? in 1982, because you had a bunch of legendary movies at ET. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, Poltergeist, they were all, and Blade Runner. They were all in that running for the Oscar. And the reason why they didn't they didn't get an Oscar was because they were using computer generated graphics, and they considered that cheating. <laughs> now, That's funny. Now everybody's using them. And you, you know. can't you can't see a movie. Even the most basic movie has some sort of computer graph. Exactly. At least, especially now because everything's digital, they have to run it through a computer to clean it up. Right. To do they do they use a computer for editing, but I mean just for visual effects sometimes it's just getting rid of a mic sometimes. Yeah. You know, or if it's a special effect of some sort, they, no one really does practical effects anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's funny. Yeah. But you know what's what's weird is okay, I'm gonna say that the computer anime and again, we're talking about the original Tron, because when you yeah. said the Tron, I was thinking Tron Legacy. Yeah, yeah. Because that wasn't nominated either. No. If you're going back to that original Tron, the whole computer graphics part was like the first ten minutes of the movie. Everything else you know, it wasn't really well, okay with the light cycles. The light cycles, and then the the yes no uh, bit. Oh yeah, the bit. But I'm I'm thinking to me like yeah, that's visual effects and these computers. But I'm talking about the actual wasn't even nominated for cinematography because they they hand painted each individual frame. Right. Like people forget the concept that back then in 1980s it was you know it was filmed in black and white, mm-hmm. and then they went back and they actually had to color those lines on those suits yeah so it was literally a guy going through each frame by frame going by hand painting it right because it was there was no computer it was like oh just throw it in yeah i mean that itself deserved something right yeah but uh well i say it was cutting edge for cutting edge technology for for, 1982 right that's you know i mean that's (laughs) phenomenal you know to me that's why i always enjoy that movie the most it's not so much the storyline because it is it brings you back to that time where you go, wow, this is this is amazing for that time. Right. You know, and I agree. Like, I can't watch it now, but I, I try. But every once in a while, I'm just going to go, oh, my God, it's painful. Because like, I'm, I'm so used to that pow, whiz, bang of special clean effects. Yep. Yeah, all right, well. So what else we got there? And then? finally... Finally. So who's working with Batman now that he doesn't have Robin? Oh, you're, gonna, you're not going to give spoilers, are Because I am reading that storyline. <laughs> Well, they're in this in the article here. It's uh, it's we'll see. Chris, uh, Batman and Robin number eighteen will feature the last final appearance of Damian Wayne in a silent. He will cheat. He will team up with various members through the through the comics to see who's the best fit for the next Robin. Is basically what it is. So they don't really give away anything. So uh, but, you know, okay. Let, let's. I know we think this was the third week we talked about this yes. Batman and Robin thing. Uh, you know, I, I, let's get in a little bit more depth. I think. 
Yeah. Like, so I know Dave was here and we've talked about, like, I actually, you know, remind, like, remind him or tell him, inform him that Damien actually is a bigger player than people thought. Right. You know, he was a fan favorite. And Grant Morrison, the guy who's writing the Batman, who sequentially killed off Robin. Yes. Is also the guy who created Damien Wayne. Right. Wayne. Through the whole, like, again, love child of Talia and Batman. Mm-hmm. And Bruce. Taken away and then all of a sudden appears out of nowhere. Right. You know, kind of thing. Trained up to 10 years as a League of Assassins killer. Yeah. And now he was spending most of his time trying to prove himself to his father. Yes. Kind of thing. Now, I'm going to say something off the bat. Batman, worst parent ever. <laughs> He's batting 500 when it comes to Robins. <laughs> it's a, okay, you got the four big Robins that everyone kind of knows about. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to tell you, you know, like, in modern mythology. Right. Okay, you, I don't want to talk about Carrie from... Dark Knight Returns, because that's something completely off right. world. You got Dick Grayson, the original Robin. Right. Grew up, became Nightwing. Yes. Then you had Jason Todd. Yes. Who, by popular demand, got voted and killed by the Joker. Yes. Then you have uh, Tim Drake. Yes. Who is now, because Damien, Damien, Damien Wayne has appeared, has retired as Robin, but he's Red Robin, leader of the Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you have Damien Wayne. Right. Who just got killed off. Yes. Two out of the... It's every other Robin has been killed <laughs> off. I mean, okay, well, at least, at least Batman, at least Robin number five might have, like, a fighting chance, you know, <laughs> of, of surviving it. But I wouldn't let anybody near that guy. I don't know. I mean, I think he's a pretty good role model in terms of he's teaching them survival techniques to fight crime, to be a better person. Bullshit! <laughs> he's putting... Damien is 10 years old in the comics. Yeah. He is comfortable enough to throw his 10-year-old son to go up against the Joker or Two-Faced. Two-Faced. Or Poison Ivy. Or Bane. Yeah, but it's imagine, not like- imagine, imagine, okay, I'm going to use Joker as the prime example for okay. this, okay? You know, imagine Joker, he goes to a museum and it's full of kids because it's a school day. You know, they have to have those, you know, day trips at the, the museums and right. everything. Then Joker shows up, shuts down the whole museum to steal this item. So you say David can sneak in and mingle in with the rest of the kids? But, he's, but, he's, but, he's, but like I said, though, if he was a regular kid, he couldn't defend himself. And Batman would be less afraid to go in because he'd be afraid to have somebody killed because he came in and tried to save the day and couldn't because Joker came up with a trap that would ultimately kill off children. If Damian Wayne was there as Robin or, you know, as Damian Wayne as a kid. Okay, let's, let's, let's slow down. Okay. There's a couple of things that I think are fundamentally wrong with that whole that whole argument. Okay. Number one, you're Bruce Wayne's kid. You're not public schooled. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. You're going to a private school or homeschooled. All right. Well, you know, he wants to fit in with the regular regular you know, people. Okay. And if and we've already people who know Batman knows that he's a paranoid bastard. So it's not like, oh, son, here you go. Public school system. <laughs> Even Catholic school. Forget it. <laughs> Well, it's way you know now he's def- he can defend himself, and now he can survive in public school or, <laughs> or Catholic school, right? Because you you're gonna want your ten year old kid who's basically deadly, yeah, and with other ten year old kids who can't defend themselves, right? That's insane. <laughs> There's no way in hell, and Bruce, you never like even Dick went to college. Yeah. But that's when he kind of became Nightwing. Right. You know, he was breaking out on his own. Well, he was, he was Robin. He was Robin he initially. Was, yeah, but he also, it, he was an orphan. Yeah. That Batman took in. Yeah, well, and raised him, as his, raised him as his son, but not his son. He's kind of like a throwaway kid. 
I mean, he, he, he realized the passion that was in Dick's, you know, he knew that Dick was going to go out to avenge his parents' death, regardless of what was going to happen. Right. So Bruce wanted to kind of at least give him the fort right and fort knowledge to know that there's a line and don't cross that line. So right. he trained them for that. Right. Then you have, I mean, Jason Todd, who was a hothead, right. gets himself killed basically because he Rushes into bursts danger. into danger yeah. right. without thinking. Granted, he comes back and he's Red Hood, blah, 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 but he's still dead as Robin. Right. Then you get Tim Drake, who basically became Robin because he stole the tires off of the Batmobile. Right. You know, and Batman was like, oh, you make a good Robin. <laughs> like, you know, he came from a broken home. I think his father was like an alcoholic or something like that. Yeah. And Batman kind of took him under his wing, figuring if you were smart enough to, to figure out who I was. Because he also figured out, before he became Robin, who Dick Grayson was and who Bat Bruce Wayne was. He okay. figured it all out before he... And he kind of was basically like, I know who you guys are. I can figure it out. Anybody else can figure it out. Yeah. Kind of thing. So they were like, well, you know what? Instead, how about if we make you Robin? <laughs> and, <laughs> if we keep you quiet, we'll make you Robin. Yeah, sh- 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 here, here's, a, here's an R. Just put it on your chest. You're Robin. Hello, my name is Robin. You know? And now he's the leader of the Teen Titans, but he's a master tactician. He's very smart. He very he, he He's very organized, very planned. He's very much like Bruce Wayne in a way, except not as crazy. Right. But Damien was raised by assassins, and so he's a killing machine. Yeah. He's a little killing machine. So I wouldn't wish that upon, like, yeah, you're a public school guy. I mean, but now he gets dead, but Yeah, but, still... that, but I mean, could you also show him, the you know, not to... The... To cross that line. Well, and that's what kind of what happened was happening during the course of the things that Damien was trying to prove to his father that he can be the next Batman by getting his approval by not killing these people, even though he knows he could have. Mm-hmm. So in a way, he but in that course of trying to be that snipe, oh fine, I won't kill him just to prove a point. Right. He started to actually started to realize that Bruce is right and his Italian. League of Assassins are wrong. Yeah. So he becomes that hero that, you know, that Robin that everyone liked and everyone was behind and everyone like, like in the beginning it was like, oh, little Damien, 10-year-old Robin, blah, blah, blah. But he wound up becoming like this whole fan base, like people love him. Mm -hmm. But he's still like 10 years old. Your dad put you in that situation by making you Robin, by being Batman. Because if you weren't Batman, you wouldn't have boinked Talia. Because the only reason why Talia boinked you in the first place and calls you your beloved is because her father set you out. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's an arranged. It was an arranged meet, and Bruce kind of, from what I remember the storyline, because Grant wrote it, was that he was kind of like in a happy place, kind of like a he was kind of was drugged, you know, that they're they night of passion because he doesn't really remember it. Okay, you know, so it was like he got roofied, <laughs> <laughs> and she had Damien without his knowledge because he just kind of appeared one, you know, in a storyline like, yeah. oh, here's your kid, like, <laughs> like I. Trained him for 10 years, now he's a pain in the ass, you deal with him. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's not impactful that he's he's dead, they, they kill him off, but again, right. this is comic book, so in like six or eight months he'll be back, or he'll let, let him die for a year, and then, ooh, look, he comes back. Right. You know, which, being that he's Talion, you know, Talia's kid, and Raza Ghoul's grandson, yeah. you know there's a Lazarus pit with his name on it. Right. So it's just a matter of, does he come back crazy or not? <laughs> You know, is he going to be crazy? I think crazy is in the cards for that one. I think, you know, is he every gonna... Lazarus pits or survivor is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, but then, like I said, that kind of makes it Damien a better character if he does, because him and, and Red Hood, Jason Todd kind of have like this kind of like a brother league thing going right. already. So if he does come back crazy, I can almost see Red Hood, you know, T- Jason coming in to try to pull him back from that abyss. And I think that's good for a character arc for Jason Todd. Yeah. Because it, it makes him a better hero and right. a better person. Right. But as far as Batman goes, keep him away from kids. 
<laughs> you know what? Well, he's trying to. He's trying. To, he's trying to make him a better person. I'm sorry. Hell, he even got Batgirl shot. <laughs> Barbara Gordon shot well, in the gut. Yeah, but that's the risk you take of being a superhero. Bullshit. It's not bullshit. It's the truth. Bullshit. You let a, a 30-something-year-old man put a 10-year-old kid in danger. And that's another thing, too, is like, okay, you got, yeah, okay, sure, the kid's kicking ass and taking names, but everyone's okay with Batman doing that to a 10-year-old? Like, there's there's no parental groups outside going, come, to Batman should no, not be around kids. He should have to register if he's 500 feet from a school at this point. <laughs> yeah, but how do you make Batman register? <laughs> Move the bat signal away from the schools. <laughs> outside. Outside. Because, like, you have, the, you have those drug-free zones. be a Batman-free zone. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And anybody comes walking around with bat suits. Stranger danger, stranger danger. But you're telling me if you were a superhero and you had a kid, you wouldn't want to have him be your partner in a way. No, I and, wouldn't. And fight crime with you. No. Not like until a family he, affair. Not till he was at least a decent age where he can make his own decisions and not be basically. I mean, he can know I'm Batman. He can want you know say, "I want please take me, please train me. I'll train you know." I'd be like, "Look, I want you to get older. Like when you have the ability to know the right from wrong, I'll tell you what it is and I'll teach you. But until you learn it for yourself, because every kid goes through that part in their life where they go, "Yeah, my parents don't know what I'm talking. But what, what parents don't know what I'm going through." Right. So it's like you have to kind of let the kid grow to be able to make those decisions for himself, to be able to go, this is what I want to do, because now he's thrust into it because I'm dragging his ass along. Yeah, but the thing is, is that you see Batman, you know, you see the works he does, and then you want to be a part of that, you know. Like, I mean, that's every kid's fantasy in a way, you know. Yeah, but okay, now. Stop me, Bruce. Right, but now are you going to, but are you, okay, let's go back away and say, does, do you know as a kid that your parents Batman? Or is it something that you, the secret kept secret from you? Because well, that's the thing. If he found, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know the whole Damien storyline. Well, I'm so. just saying in general because, like I say, you brought it up that if you were a superhero, wouldn't you want to bring your kid? It's like if I was a cop, would I want to bring my kid to work with me? Well, that's the thing, though. I mean, like a lot of a lot of kids idolize their parents, right? And so if he knows he's Batman, what other way to you know? It's like you're not only are you you know my father, but now you're. You're Batman, and I want to be a part of that. And again, I can understand that 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 idolization of your parents because every kid goes through that, mm -hmm. you know. But I'm saying, like, you know, if just take on the basic level of if I was a cop or if you were a cop, yeah, and you had a ten year old son, yeah, he knows you're a cop, right? And he starts saying, "Dad, take me to work with you. I want to shoot bad guys. I want to bring bad guys in." How would you feel as a parent? What would your responsibility lay as far as what you can and what you can't do? Yeah, but if there's enough pressure put on to me, you know, by the child, you know, it's the thing, it's just like, you know, you would, you would want to show them what you do. You know, you want to... I mean, there are you take want, your kid to work day, but right. I'm talking about, like, your son saying, Daddy, take me on patrol with you. I want to get bad guys with you. Every but time... You, you keep teaching the, the, the difference between right and wrong. Like, like when to, yeah, when to defend that yourself is, That is a complete gun. 180 of saying, here's a, here's a little mini cop uniform, here's a billy club, let's go to work. Yeah, like, but he has that ability, though, being from the... the and that's what I'm saying. Batman shouldn't be near a kid because he doesn't have that capacity. Yeah, but Damian Wayne was already trained to do that. Doesn't since matter Scott, since birth. I, okay, we are talking, but I'm talking about kids in general. Well, I mean, that's well. Let's see. That's like you're talking about who's going to be the next Robin. I'm saying don't let kids near him. He's got a he's got a 500 bat rate average. <laughs> you know, he's literally 50 percent. 
if 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 you if you were doing fifty percent of your job, would you still have your job? No. Batman's doing fifty percent of his job raising these kids. <laughs> Don't let him near him. <laughs> I mean, I like Batman. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But as far as being a parental unit, keep him the fuck away from them. <laughs> like, but it's it's one of those type of things that you get nagged enough. All right. <laughs> okay, let's let's go with the the average then instead of the Batman scenario. Okay. Let's go with the average, you know. And okay, you're not a cop. You're not a fireman. Okay. Okay. What am I? You are a computer programmer. Okay. Okay. Because I can relate to this. Sure, okay. <laughs> it's easy. So you sit at your computer all day, and you know you come home, and you probably I'm do stuff away. Right? Do stuff at night. Boop boop boop. boop you know, boop. and then like you know, so Click. so the. You do something kind of cool, like if your job, like you may, maybe you're like one of those programmers uh, that design. Let's say I design video games. Yeah. Okay. So if the kid sees that, of course, you know, they're, they, if it's a boy especially, they're like, wow, like my father made this game. Okay. You know, kind of thing. I'm still with you, so yeah. You right. know, so now it's like, I want to be a part of that. You know, like I, I want I want you to show me how to, to, to make games. And okay, now if I was a parent and that was my kid, yeah. gladly, son, you can come to work for me. Right. Uh, yeah, and the reason is you're not going to get killed on my job. <laughs> that's kind of like that's the prime requisite for wanting to take your kid to work. Do I? Does my kid? Is there a moment in my yeah, job but the, but the, where my kid might get killed? But the thing is, is that it's that mentality where like cops and firemen they think that they can save their child. And but, yeah, but scenario. if you ask a cop or a fireman. If your kid wanted to go to work with you, would you take him to a fire, an actual fire? Would you take him on a drug raid? No. Okay. Batman is basically saying, yes, son, let's go on that drug raid. Yeah, but... Less, son, but it's not, let's run in that building. Yeah, but it's not like some average 10-year-old kid. But it could be. That's my point. That is my point. Jason Todd was an average kid. Right. Gets killed. Damien. Okay, yes. Granted, he was raised by a bunch of assassins. So he is a killing machine. Well, Tim Drake, he was he was an he was average, a street punk. He was a street punk, and yet you know he's turned out okay. Yeah, because uh, he got lucky. Because <laughs> you know why? Because Damien showed up, so he quit being Robin, become Red Robin. So if they didn't bring Damien, it could have been Tim Drake. They're dead. Could have been. Could have been. You know. But my the point is, is that. Uh, he should not be a parent. He should not be allowed to mold the minds of a younger generation if this was reality. Even on, even on a semi-reality basis. Because, again, your job is dangerous. Mm-hmm. You're going into situations where you don't know how the person that you're going to attack is going to react. Yeah. Some will cower in fear. Some will give up. Some will shoot back. Right. As a parent. Could you bring a child with you into that that environment? Yeah, but if the child proves the ability to be able to handle that kind of situation, you know, it's like, well, you know, there's a there's a possibility. I mean, you know, also yeah, son, the I fact- know I know you're ten and you haven't even hit puberty yet. There's a chance we run that building, you're gonna get killed. So pay attention. Right. I, <laughs> fucking nuts. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm amazed that Dick Grayson wound up getting through it all. Like he was an acrobat, though. I mean, he had that acrobat ability, and you know, they all have like some sort of natural ability. Yeah, right. to be there wouldn't be just it's like, not like some kid that picked off the street and go, you know, hey kid, I, there's a big sign on a van that has what do you call it? applying within new Robins. <laughs> like it's not like yo, and he runs drives <laughs> through the neighborhood slow, windowless <sighs> van, windowless <laughs> van. <laughs> hey kid. Would it be Robin? <laughs> 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 oh, 
Right. It's, you know, it's not. I know it's not like that. It'd be kind of funny if it was. Just the little bat symbol on his car. <laughs> or it's more like <laughs> Sons of the Lambs has a cast. Ooh, would it be Robin? <laughs> you about size, you about fourteen years old. <laughs> well, I'm gonna hold the sofa, and as soon as he gets in, you club in the back of the head, and he's in a well. <laughs> it rubs a bad symbol on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> it's not like that. Granted, but the idea of just taking any orphan. Or any family right. member that's of a certain age. I mean, if Damien was 18 and he showed up on the door, fine. You know what? You're 18. You're an adult. You're technically an adult. So let's go get bad guys. Right. But when you're, you're not, he's a, not even a tween. Well, that thing too, though. I mean, I mean, he should be worried about girls, you know, about his, you know, why. Well, girls are icky at 10. Still. I'm sorry, at 10 years old, you didn't want to go walking up and do a math problem on the board. Because you could have had that, that, you know, that boner popping up at the end. You know, hello, what's going on in here? Just looking around. What's going Now imagine that in, in tights. You know, especially when you got a chick like Catwoman hanging around. In that tight leather outfit, as a 10-year-old, I'd be drooling. I'd be like, I can't go off to I'd be too busy spanking it. You know? You'd be hiding with the book. I'd be like, who's a good cat girl? Who's a good cat girl? Slide up my bat pole. Slide up my bat pole. You know? Like, you know? I mean, that'd just be it. I would just be like, Dad, I can't go out with you tonight. Why? Because you're teaming up with Catwoman. Well, the, the, but also too the fact <laughs> or that, Batgirl, who's closer to my age. Like, yeah, but you see, you're 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 comparing it to an average ten year old, where he's a killing machine at ten. But, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so his mindset is not like the standard kid, like with with the boners, seeing a hot girl and I, that kind of thing. So he's more in focus on how do I, you know, kill this situation, like kill this person in this situation, or <laughs> right. And because now he's Robin, now how how can I make... And again, I, I will concede the point that Damian Wayne is a special case. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree with you. He is a killing machine. Throw him in the mix. Right. Fine. But now we're talking about who's the next Robin. He is going to take another kid off the streets or hand it to him and say, you're now a guardian of this kid. No! <laughs> I mean, he barely got... He, Dick Grayson was the only real success story. Tim Drake. Tim Drake, he, he quit. Yeah, but he, he was like, a fuck success. that shit, you're, you're nuts. I'm, I'm, I'm 15. Let me get laid. Every night, you had me going out on patrol. You got chicks like Catwoman hanging around us. Poison Ivy walks around naked practically all the time. And Harley Quinn... She's crazy, but you know she's going to be good in bed. <laughs> Let me be a 15-year-old kid. And Batgirl, you have me two feet away from Batgirl. You know how nice she smells? Like, <laughs> dude, I can't. And you want me to get in the tights with this thing? <laughs> That's not a billy club. <laughs> Ask Dick. He knows he went through this. It's not a tootsie roll. You know, like, help a brother out. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we go after some like teenage bad guys? Maybe I can hook up with one of them. Because I mean, if I hook up a Catwoman, first of all, it's your girl. Woo! But you won't let me date. <laughs> People are starting to question. <laughs> two confirmed bachelors. Two guys living in two guys living in a house 
with an older guy. <laughs> Come on. Dude, let me get laid. I got to go. You know what? Screw you up. Quit. You know what? Take care of your kid. <laughs> and he's gone. I'll run the Teen Titans so you don't have to worry about teens. And there's a teen girl in there. Like, I'm getting laid. I'm out. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's it's just unfathomable that that Batman should be allowed around kids. Okay. Well, how about how about this way? He trains them, but doesn't put them in the in the, the jaws of danger. So you're basically kind of like he just kind of like bat, like Batman, uh, like a Batman JoJo. Yeah. JoJo. Yeah. Like, okay, kids. Today we're gonna learn your break. Yeah. All right. Come at me. <laughs> come at me, bro. Snap. <laughs> Suck it up. <laughs> I got stabbed twice by Joker just last week. <laughs> Rubs the dirt in it, walk it off. <laughs> or else you go in the well, you should get the hose again. <laughs> I, just, um, I just, I mean, I don't, he's not the most sane person to start off with. So keep it around, he shouldn't be around adults 90% of the time. Well, it just, just goes to show that if you have enough money... I, I agree. Okay. It, it is all about money. You can't buy love, but you sure as hell can rent the shit out of it. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I'm sorry. I just cannot. In good conscience. I don't have kids. Right. I do have a nephew, but he's three. Yeah. And he's named after Wolverine. Uh, you know. <laughs> so that's fine. Yeah. It's not like we're billionaires, and I'm a vigilante at night. I mean. But I do have some, so I'm very protective of my nephew. Yeah. I don't want to see him coming to harm. Right. Now, if I found out that his father was Batman, I'd be like, you know what? You go on patrol. I'll watch the kid tonight. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I don't think yeah, right but now, don't you think if Logan got to that age where he starts to realize then, who his father is and, you know. Again, when he gets to that age, 10 is not that age. <laughs> 10 is the, my dad's Batman. Yeah. You know, or the you know he's Batman. I see him out kicking ass, taking names, and throws a smoke bomb, poof, and he disappears. That's badass, and I look up to him. But as a father, I would hope that Batman would go, I know you think my job is cool, but it's very dangerous. And every night I do this to protect millions, there's a night where I might not come home. Right. I don't want you to have to worry about that. I want you to grow up and have a good life as a child. We're billionaires. Go buy an island. Like, <laughs> if you wanted to, we could go to the Playboy Mansion. You're ten. We'll both have fun. Like <laughs> that, you don't have a problem with. You think you get to the Playboy Mansion, but you will put them in arms fight. Because it's the human body. It's natural. <laughs> like, I'd rather gonorrhea and no, I won't let him screw anybody. But he can he can admire a beautiful woman. Like, yeah, sure, she's packing a pair of guns, but it's not the guns that are going to kill her. You know? It's like a, I'm sorry. It's just like, it's just, I'd be like, okay, son, let's let's go let's go find your girlfriend. Like, you know, just make sure she's not crazy. Because trust me, I've dated a couple crazy of those bitches. And yeah, it's great and sack, but <laughs> next thing you know, you're tied to a chair naked. Like, you know? With a scar on one side because they took your candy. Yeah, you know, I don't want you waking up in a, in a tub full of ice. That's, that's all I want, kid. That's all I want. And and don't get anybody pregnant. Here, here's a back condom. Back condom. <laughs> it's got wings. It's, it's, it's yellow and the head's got the little bat symbol on it. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> and it's it's like it's like like the high tech kind too, where it's like ultra thin but super like strong. <laughs> like I, Superman uses these, like you know, kind of. <laughs> Because you know he comes like a shotgun, so you know you got to make sure any the regular condoms won't work for Superman. So I oh. I help design these Teflon based kryptonite laced condoms that won't kill Superman because the inside's filled with lead, but the outside kind of you know, krypton, so it kind of you know it keeps them going <laughs> and it vibrates. <laughs> Wouldn't that give him a softie? <laughs> no, because it's Superman. It. He's the man of steel. There's a reason for that. <laughs> you know? So, so son, if you're going to go out, wear a bat condom. Like, go have fun. Don't take the bat car, but you can take the Porsche. Or take the Lamborghini. Chick, take, the, chick, take the cars. We've already established that. Just don't take Dad's car. He needs that for work. <laughs> And stop, You're gonna give a ten year old the And stop using the computer for video games. I need this for work. You have a big you have a movie theater attached. Go play some PlayStation. The new the new Tomb Raider game came out. Go play that. Like be a kid. Give him a violent video game. Yeah. Because release some of that tension, kid. Go play a video game. You know what? I specifically had a team of designers who brought their kids to work <laughs> to create a Batman video game for you to play so you can beat me without actually beating me. <laughs> That's how safe I want you, kid. And then when you're in that room playing that game, I seal the doors behind you. <laughs> you know? Locked from the outside. Yes, and I have fresh air pumping in, so you're not going to die on me. And there's bathrooms and, mm. and food and everything. Like, just stay here. There's also a prison guard. <laughs> That's Alfred. I liked out. I just want you to be a kid, enjoy your life, have fun, be, kiss a girl. You know, because like, because you would think that he would want that for his kid considering the fact that he didn't have it for himself. Mm -hmm. You always, I'm assuming that you always want your kids to have a better life than you have. Yeah. You know, so when you're a guy who has everything except, you know, grew up without parents, you'd want to be the best parent out there and make sure your kid had everything that he didn't. Right. That you didn't. So why, why would he take a, his 10-year-old son out on patrol with him? Because, because, a, because he he himself was 10 years old when his parents got shot in front of him. Yeah. How in some karmic way that he thinks that this is right? Because that's all he knows. Because he's fucking nuts. <laughs> well, I didn't say that. That's why if, if you live in Gotham City, Batman should stay away from kids in general. <laughs> so, so if Batman and Robin shows up, you should take Robin away from Batman. Yeah. I mean, okay, whoever the next kid's going to be. Like I said, we've already, he, he's 50% of doing this raising kid stuff as far as Robins go. And I don't even want to, you know, like. So what you're saying is, is that if, if Batman and Robin shows up, saves the day, because right. you're all freaked out because, you know, Joker's there, two-faced. Yeah, yeah, whoever, okay. Harley Quinn's got me tied to a chair with a big mallet over my head going, I'm going to get you. Yeah. Yeah. And then Batman and Robin swoops day, foils the plan, stops the thing. You're going to go, oh, wait a minute, and grab Robin and take off. I, no, because Robin will kick my ass, obviously. <laughs> but at least I'm going to go, hey, what are you doing with a 10-year-old boy? Shouldn't he be home doing homework? I mean, dude, look at Harley. 
Look at that outfit. That's a great ass. Pay attention to that. You know, like Poison Ivy. Have you noticed she has leaves covering her nipples? That's what you should be focusing on. Who cares if she was green? It was good enough for Captain Kirk. It's good enough for you. Like, you know... Yeah, but I just think... I mean, okay, granted, she might have some smelly issues because she's all about the earth. You know, she probably doesn't take much of a shower. But, dude, come on. She's naked in front of you, pretty much. Pay attention. I just think that Batman's got the right idea. And God forbid if Wonder Woman ever comes over. Holy mackerel, the kid's going to explode. I mean, she comes walking in with that bustier and those shorts and those go-go boots. I'm sorry. I'm flashing back now. Like, oh my god! I don't want to be Robin now. Like, <laughs> see, there you go. See, there it is. But I would hope my my Bruce would be like, no, you have to stay home because I I love you and I care about you and I don't want you to get hurt. Okay, Dad. But how about if you let Wonder Woman baby babysit me? Like, please, or Supergirl? How about her? You know, you know, I'll be protected. She can fly. So can Wonder Woman. Yeah, granted, but Supergirl's at least closer. She's like eighteen. Come on, Dad. Help a brother out. <laughs> help your son. Help me. Help you. Raise me. Like, mm. come on, Dad. As a parent, I'd be like, look, I, I, I love you. I care about you. I want you to have the best life possible. Yeah, but some parents think that they're right next to them is the safest place to be. Not when you're running through a hell of bullets. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, yeah, my kid, you can do backflip through bullets. Yay, great. He shouldn't be there in the first place. <laughs> Keep him home. <laughs> Supergirl's not doing anything. Let him watch. Let him watch. That's all. Plain and simple. Or better yet, have Supergirl pick him up and fly him to the Fortress of Solitude. There's tons of cool shit there that a 10-year-old kid would want to be. By the time the kid came back, he'd be like, fuck you, I want to be Superman. <laughs> He's got a city in there. Like, you got a giant penny. The, the realistic thing is you can be Batman. You can't be Superman. It doesn't matter. Superman's cool, Dad. <laughs> I see he's got Lois Lane. Who do you got? Nobody. We live in a mansion. You, me, and the old guy. Maybe you should settle down. Just saying. Or get a partner. Besides me. A female partner. Female partner. Catwoman. She digs you. Yeah, okay, sure. She bends the law every once in a while, but she's a bad girl. You know, look at it that way. Like, uh, I just, I'm sorry. I, he should not have... Robin for a good five years. I mean, if anybody who's even thinking about being a Robin should be at least 18 when they apply for the job. I mean, literally. So he's not the boy wonder anymore. He's the man wonder. He hasn't been called the boy wonder in decades, I don't think. It's always been Robin. <laughs> it's always the boy wonder to me. Well, okay, so, you know, but yeah, it's because Damon was 10, so he was a boy. Yeah. But again, why would you want to, uh, again, I just, no, you just, no, no, no teenagers. No, teenage, fine. Oh, God, you know, imagine if it was a teenage girl I gets to Robin. Oh, yeah. You know, she'd be too busy. We call it. Um, the implications. <laughs> oh, my hey, God. Batman. <laughs> exactly. Can you just see hey, Aquaman making fun of Batman? Hey, yo, dude, what's up? You grabbing the cradle? What's up with the girl sidekick? Well, you got tired of little boys? <laughs> Dude, you're Aquaman. I know, but I'm the Eileen's guy married. Oh, and I'm king of Atlantis. You're hanging out with girls. Let me guess, you're talking to going to a Justin Bieber concert? <laughs> I bet you she has One Direction posters all over the Batcave. 
<laughs> Let me guess, there's a Twilight Zoom, a Twilight Marathon going around the house at all times. <laughs> hey, look, you're bad, vampire. Do you glitter at daytime? <laughs> okay, Alchemy, that's enough. You're starting to annoy me. Oh, what are you going to do? <laughs> Write your diary? <laughs> <laughs> That's odd that Aquaman has the upper hand. What? That's odd Aquaman has the upper hand in this situation. Exactly. Aquaman, the joke of the DC universe, finally gets one up on Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and just and just Superman just kind of sitting there. <laughs> and then Wonder Woman, because she's yeah, the, the mom of the group. Okay, everybody, settle down, settle down. <laughs> you got Green Lantern like behind her, doing like a little green, like a little girl thing behind her, like <laughs> look at me, I'm Robin. <laughs> it makes more sense because Robin's a girl name. <laughs> Batman would just be like, I quit. <laughs> I, I can't do this anymore. I'm a joke. <laughs> Are you gonna change the bat symbol to a Hello Kitty symbol? <laughs> <laughs> she bedazzled your batarang. <laughs> yes, that, I, again, I stand firm. Batman should not be around kids. I disagree. I think Batman should be raising the children of the future. <laughs> Teach them out and let them lead the way? That's right. Bullshit. <laughs> they will fight crime. There'll be generations to come. They'll be, they'll Not a Batman shit, because you forget he's got a 50% mortality rate. <laughs> well, the next Robin's going to be a living success. So his, his average is going to go up. He's kind of like the Robins are kind of like the um, opposite of the Star Trek effect. First movie sucked. First Robin great. Second Rob second Star Trek movie awesome. Second Robin dead. <laughs> second Robin dead. Third Robin a third Star Trek movie eh, not so bad. Can't really stand alone. You know can stand up on its own. Tim Drake third Robin quits and becomes his own man. You know. Fourth Robin, fourth Star Trek movie. What it's we call it the Voyage Home. Yeah, awesome movie. By all means, everyone loves that movie. Damian Wayne dead. <laughs> Sorry, I you know like I said if 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 I was if he people were grading him on his ability, fifty percent of his job sucks. He sucks at it. <laughs> Keep him away from kids. He's all fine on his own. No kids. Hmm. <laughs> and that was your geek counter geek for the night. <laughs> I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on this one. Ed, you ignorant slut. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to call it an evening. So if you want to contact Sean, you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com or me, Ed, at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com or go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. Thanks and have a great week. Have a nice week.